his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. KCBS Newstime 333. Fingers crossed. We think we have a better line. We hope we have a better line uh, to speak to our guest on the Rink Central Newsline, Jason McDaniel. He's an associate professor of political science at San Francisco State University. Doug, you want to ask him that question again? Is, uh, you know, does the governor risk undercutting his own argument, uh, his moral high ground against the Texas law by employing the same tactic in California? I think the Supreme Court has demonstrated that consistent legal arguments is not what they're interested in. They're interested in, you know, making decisions and using their power on the court to enact certain decisions that they favor. And I think that it would then be silly for uh, you know Newsom to say one rule for me and one rule not for me, right? Um, so I, I think hypocrisy is not the problem when you're dealing with the Supreme Court. It's all about what you can enact into law. Do you think there's a chance that the Supreme Court will say, yeah, you can let citizens sue to block abortion because we no longer recognize Roe versus Wade, but you can't use it to take away guns because of the Second Amendment? Not only do I think it's possible, I think it's likely. Um, most likely, they'll, they'll draw some distinctions between gun rights, you know, gun ownership rights and uh, rights to abortion. Uh, for instance, they'll say that, you know, gun rights are specifically mentioned in the Second Amendment, whereas perhaps abortion rights only implied they were, you know, based on precedent, right to privacy that is implied in the Constitution. That right there, you know, might be enough for them to, to make such a distinction. So I find it, you know, highly unlikely that they'll uphold this kind of law to do something like uh, ban assault weapons and punish owners, you know, sale and distribution of assault weapons and, and you know, They'll, they'll still let uh, banning abortion go through. So ref- Doug referenced in his introduction to you that critics feared that this would open a Pandora's box. Do you think that will occur? I think absolutely. I, I think Chief Justice John Roberts, you know, Justice Sotomayor, uh, um, several others have all said this is an unprecedented undermining, potentially undermining the Constitution and the entire role of the Supreme Court in reviewing, uh, you know, what is constitutional. Um, I think you're going to see uh, not only other states enact sort of abortion bans, you'll see other similar states, uh, uh, you know, following California's lead, perhaps on assault weapons. You might potentially see actions that try to outlaw uh, same-sex marriage and, and other constitutional rights that have been recognized by the court previously using this novel mechanism that's unprecedented uh, to kind of unwind uh, you know, constitutionally protected rights. Absolutely. This is something that is unprecedented, and and I think it opens up charges of this court being radical uh, to allow these sorts of things to go forward. What a mess that could lead to. We'll have to see where that goes. Let's shift gears for a moment here to the statewide mask mandate uh, that the governor's health secretary announced today is uh, being reinstated effective Wednesday. What is the political risk for Newsom there, if any, uh, given that he's already unpopular in in many of the areas that are going to have the biggest impact here where they don't already require masks? Right. I think the political risks are minimal uh, for Newsom. Um, Californians have been saying for the past several months that COVID is the number one issue, uh, you know, facing the state. Uh, you know, they have you know, there are majorities in support of things like mass mandates in schools and previous mass mandates, even vaccine requirements, um, and, and especially Democratic uh, Democrats and Democratic leaning independents, which are the majority of Californians uh, in the electorate. They are strongly in support of these kinds of measures. So I think the downside uh, politically uh, is minimal. You know, for reinstituting that, um, and I think 
you know, it's it's about defeating COVID, and I I, I, suspe- I suspect Newsom understands that, and Californians will support him on that, at least for the foreseeable short to medium term. Do you see additional legal challenges along with the vaccine mandate? Legal challenges. <laughs> it's always possible. It is hard to predict these days what federal courts uh, will do. Um, we've already seen, you know, the Supreme Court and other federal courts uh, uh, limit, you know, uh, these requirements when it comes to religious expressions and, and, and worship services. Um, so I can imagine things like that. But generally, I think, you know, I suspect these will go forward um, and not be too challenged, at least in the short term. The Washington Post had a really interesting piece today calling the partisan divide on COVID spawns a new reaction shrugs and pointing out that even the Democratic governor of Colorado dialing back uh, public health innovations because he thinks they're just too unpopular and that they won't work. What do you make of that? I suspect that, you know, every governor wants to avoid doing things that are unpopular. Right. And every governor is trying to balance the idea of an economy that's you know, perhaps performing well or improving and restricting the, the you know, freedom of, of people to live their lives in, in normal ways. At the same time, I think governors understand that they'll be punished if there's a resurgence of, uh, of the virus in terms of various variants, Delta and Omicron. So I think it's up to governors to be proactive on this and, and then trust that they'll have the support of their constituents. That being said, Gavin Newsom is in a, probably in a stronger position than the governor of Colorado. He's just defeated a, a, a recall. He, you know, seems to be have pretty high approval ratings, above 50 percent for the most part. Uh, there's at least a year where he seems to be pretty unopposed in terms of California politics. So I think he's in a pretty strong position to impose these sorts of things and, and, and then uh, whether any political storm that happens and, and probably ways that the, the political cost of allowing Omicron to, resurge, to surge would be worse than uh, a disapproval of mass mandates. So he's the governor has uh, you know positioned himself as a national leader on the pandemic. He's raising his national profile since defeating the recall. Now he's the foil for Texas on you know on anti-abortion forces, gun control, etc. How much does this position him as this national figure now leading on these issues? I think that's exactly right. He is showing that the governor of California, with a Democratic supermajority in the legislature, has almost a unique uh, leeway uh, to be a national leader on issues where there are clear you know, strong majorities of support on things like, you know, reproductive health and gun control and, uh, you know, uh, public health measures to restrict COVID. Um, there's almost no other governor, especially with, I would say, the sort of downfall of Governor Cuomo, Cuomo in New York uh, and with, with President Biden being relatively, un, you know, lower approval ratings right now. And especially with the possibility that, uh, you know, Speaker Pelosi might and the Democrats might lose control of Congress and the Senate uh, in next year's midterm elections. It is quite possible that Gavin Newsom sees that uh, over the next year, he might be able to position himself as a leader on these kinds of issues in a similar way as he did with same-sex marriage when he was the mayor of of San Francisco, right? Seizing on the moment to get out in front of an issue and to to garner national attention. It's very valuable for a politician such as Gavin Newsom. And I think he's he's playing his hand very well. All right. Thank you so much, Jason McDaniel, Associate Professor, Poli Sci at San Francisco State. Thanks for being with us uh, here on the State of California on KCBS, which you can hear every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available at kcbsradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. 
Penfield's got great rates for everyone.